Outsiders Only. This is Sky Terror. Hey everyone, welcome to Outsiders Only, the Sky Terror podcast made by fans of the game Sky Terror by PvP Geeks. This week is kind of a special episode for, I guess, a number of different reasons. The first being that we have a bigger crew now. So this week I am not only joined, well, I guess due to technical difficulties, this statement is not as accurate as it could have been, but um, Rem is not here this week and he will be on next week to explain some stuff. But um, we have RG on here, aka RG Commander, Zaragul, and Carito joining me this week because this is pretty much the new Outsiders-only crew moving forward. Uh, We put the call out, and these fine gentlemen answered, and I'm very excited for them to be coming aboard. Uh, Firstly, because uh, I am actually have decided to leave the Outsiders-only voice of introduction uh life has just gotten in the way and i can no longer do it but i feel very confident with the podcast moving forward having these gentlemen taking over and this was uh basically an episode for me to say adieu and also let you know about everyone else who's come on board because i think they're going to do it much more justice and really create some great episodes and the great thing for all you listeners is you won't have to do anything everything will go up as it always has There will be no need to subscribe to anything else. You'll just get to tune in and you can enjoy the same type of content as you have been over the past 24 weeks. So gentlemen, let's first uh, get everyone introduced here. First up, we have uh, Zara Gul joining us from... Germany. Where are you from? From Germany, yes. (laughs) From Germany. (laughs) We call him the the Wunderkind. So he he joins us this week and uh, he'll be one of the three that uh, are on the show moving forward. So say a little bit about yourself, uh, Zargo. (laughs) Okay, you're the first one who calls me that way. (laughs) 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 So it was a really special introduction for me. Thanks a lot. Uh, And thanks for having me on the show. So yeah, I'm from Germany. I'm uh, the non-native speaker in this new crew constellation and therefore responsible for all the bad jokes in the show. And uh, yeah, my first question would be, how often uh, can we do this? So (laughs) let's go on to the (laughs) serious stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So next that we have on the show is uh, Carito. And actually, Carito and RG were were kind of at the top of my list to come on this show and take over because they have such good banter in the chat that I can only imagine the shenanigans that are going to happen when they can actually speak to each other and don't have that moment's pause to be like, should I actually send this right now? Because you're just going to say it. <laughs> I just can't wait to see what comes out of that. So, um, Carito, a.k.a. Ryan, uh, why don't you just give us a little, uh, little bit about yourself and congratulations on winning The Clash as well recently. Thank you very much. I got some uh, some sweet stuff that I posted in the general chat. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I don't know what you were thinking when you said that, but I don't think about sending my messages before I send them. What is this filter you speak of? Um, you know what? That's actually probably evident. If anyone's read the Outsiders Only like, <laughs> Discord channel, that actually makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thanks for having me here. I'm really excited to be a part of the team here. Um, people I'm sure have heard me and RJ and Zargo, all three of us on the, on different streams, um, and recordings. So we've all communicated and get along pretty well with each other in our own ways. Um, yeah, that's, 
That's really good. Um, yep. Yeah, so I live in the U.S. on the East Coast, and um, yeah, I don't know what else. What else do I need to say? I'm everyone's no, favorite protein bag. Um, yeah, if that's <laughs> that's probably a true statement. But hey, that's why you get a voice now. You can say something without anyone responding, except for RG. And let's be honest, he's usually your main respondent, anyways. So um, with that being said, uh, RG, man, uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I was doing well until about 80 seconds ago. I knew getting into this, I would have to deal with Ryan's shenanigans. I did not realize Zaragul was going to sink to that level as well. <laughs> See, you're, you're the anchor. That's why I had to have you come on, because you need to keep these two in line. You didn't realize, like, I had a master plan here. <laughs> Most of you guys have heard me from, from various streaming uh, services, and you know that I am a staunch believer that Kenwi is a trash hero. Um, which is different, excuse me, is a trashy hero, which is different from being a trash hero, uh, which is what Sakoshi was until we had the mark changes that made him relevant. Uh, I am a, a staunch believer that anything involving her cannot be good. Yami is the best, uh, which is why we heard that terrible pun from Zaragul during his introduction. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So, Frail is the best. Yeah. It's true, from a gameplay perspective. Okay, I see. This is this is already going how I thought it would, which is exactly <laughs> what I was hoping for. So yeah, this th this is the new crew. Uh, Rem is like I said, is not here this week due to technical difficulties, but um, he will be coming by for his feral episode next week. Uh, that is right. Him and I, the OGs, are taking off. Uh, we may stop in from time to time, but right now our just life and gameplay is not allowing for us to have the SkyTurn knowledge we need, and we decided we could no longer be charlatans pretending to know what we were talking about. So we have brought this fine crew here to uh, to go. So, uh, RG, what are you, what are you thinking? I, I'm thinking that that's, that's not just a requirement. I mean, I don't know what I'm saying half the time. <laughs> so, you know, I, you just make it up and go with it, you know? Yeah, but the difference is, is we're not actually playing Sky Terror at the mm, same time. That's so fair. That's fair. yeah, that's the problem. That's the more fair of the enough. time thing. Okay. But I'm, I'm hoping once the IRL aspect of it kicks up again, I'll be mm. able to have uh, more right. more gameplay and, and get into it. And maybe I'll come on for uh, a guest appearance. Uh, Credo, what are you thinking, man? I just wanted to add, by the way, that I think it's amusing that the OGs are leaving and we have the RG coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. Oh, Get me you out. guys can look forward to I'm this. I'm not going to work. This this is not going to work. Get me out of this. I feel like I feel like we should almost put RG in charge just just to, to keep the other two in line. Because if we let you guys run it, this is going to go all bad. I can just feel it already. I hate. But I will be so in charge. Yeah. <laughs> not me. Not okay. me. Well, uh, with that being said, um, why don't we go into a couple of things? I know there was something um, you guys wanted to talk about. Was it with the, the new rules and stuff? Um, Crickets? Yeah. So generally, yes. Um. You guys had some experience <laughs> from playing the new rules, and I remember you mentioned that to you. Wow, those crickets are really loud right then. Um, I remember that you, you guys said that you had some experience with the Clash, and what are your feedback on, on the new rules and how they played? So one of the biggest things I think that we've seen as, as a change is the rules that allow the red faction and the green faction now to be able to mark their targets and spawn a pillar respectively within three hexes as opposed to requiring a line of sight. Previously, one of the things that we saw 
that made blue. There are a number of reasons that the blue faction was the most powerful, but I think one of the things that definitely gave them an edge was the fact that the worship abilities, both you could shapeshift the person as well as have the shapeshifted uh, enhanced abilities apply within three and not need a line of sight. And so with these changes, it kind of levels the playing field a little bit. It makes several heroes on the red team, particularly Sakoshi and Miyuki, a lot stronger because of their of the way that their passive abilities function when people are marked. And with the Talit team, obviously, it allows for a little bit better setup in terms of positioning and also spawning pillars to help their allies who might be across in a different control zone separated by a white line. Mm, very nice. And Zargo, you got something to say on this, right? Yeah, just wanted to add, uh, let's say, the point of view from a Taolot player, mm -hmm. which I am generally. So um, I was uh, sticking to a deck, which I played the last two qualifiers and until, yeah, now the beginning of the October Clash. So until Monday, where uh, there was my last game uh, this week on the September uh, October Clash, sorry. And um, yeah, there's for sure... Um, a true difference now that I have more possibilities in placing my pillars and therefore have more options. And this may also be something that uh, limits myself. So there are too many options again. Uh, and uh, I'm sticking to, okay, oh man, what I'm doing, I can, I can place the pillar even inside the dome without being able to see uh, really there. So it's... Uh, yeah, a really nice and new experience, but also a difficult one on the other hand. Mm. Mm, mm -hmm. And, and um, Ryan, what, do you, what are your thoughts on this so far? Yeah, um, I think uh, both of uh, RG and Zargul really covered it very well. I think especially um, with like what RG was saying about the red heroes um, being able to mark from OA, I think Yami and Hogosai have just been really taking over recently. Like we like never really Red was kind of falling out of the meta for a while, and I feel like on both maps, I'm just especially Ashen Pass, I'm seeing Yamis and Hogosai's everywhere now. Yes. Um, and it's really, it's really, I feel like it balanced the game out a lot. Like the, we talked, like Zargo was talking about the improvement to the green. Like I feel like both of them have kind of gone up to the level of blue now. Sorry, Nupton, you guys get no love. <laughs> it's because Kenwi's there. Right? If Kenwi wasn't there, they would they would get some love. <laughs> I mean, hey, endless sun is coming up, baby. We've got twenty five days. Yeah, sure we do. I think the other big um, rule change I've been really enjoying is the the one where the minions only move if they lose line of sight. I feel like that's really I can't really say how it's affected things, but it's really just mm -hmm. changed things so much. Sure. Yeah, that's true. So, for example, um, I'm rethinking of really putting called called a pack again in my deck because uh, mm -hmm. there are so many situations that you don't uh, really can make use of call of the pack because of the minions that are adjacent to the control token. Mm -hmm. So, um, before the rule change, uh, they were all stacked up on, on the control token and after the rule change, so they're only, let's say, um, at maximum two by either faction. And so the difference isn't that much. And um, <clears throat> you don't win as much with Call of the Pack than before. 
Yes. Yeah, definitely. I've that's. I feel like that's something I probably missed, like before the role change too. Like sometimes I've. I feel like I. I feel like at some point I probably have counted minions that shouldn't have counted with call the pack, but mm. it it does say adjacent, and so that's one of the things that really this rule has really affected the way call the pack works. I think it also makes it easier for Tlakali to protect minions, like the control token moves, and you don't have to reposition pillars or anything. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting because I mean you could really take advantage of that before and and create. I, I notice especially in Ashen Pass sometimes you could actually create a situation where it made it very difficult to spawn that fourth hero or or when they came in, you know, it was it was just kind of awkward with the positioning of everything and yes. and didn't allow. So I think that's a really it's a really interesting rule to have in existence now. And on a related note, actually, I think that was probably my biggest gripe with Dark Vigilante on the Ashen Pass was if you mm. slammed the lane hard enough and your opponent tried to make some semblance of a defense, but you still got the control token within two of their, of their Nexus, usually with all the minions spawning DV had nowhere to really spawn. And so then you had to spawn the dark vigilante back at your base and waste actions trying to get to an enemy hero. So with this rule change, less likely for that to happen. Yeah, totally. I've, I've actually literally the last time I played that, that is exactly what happened to me. <laughs> What I really didn't see so far is um, is the killing of pillars or illusions by mm. AOE effects. Mm -hmm. This didn't happen to me in the last time. I also haven't seen it. Nor have I, actually, now that I think about it. So that, <laughs> that all has been streamlined, so you can, you can uh, kill pillars. So they, they have got one HP and uh, zero armor. So if you hit them with an AOE effect, you you just mm -hmm. kill the pillar or the illusion. But um, it was more important, uh, obviously, to kill minions with a dragon punch than to use it to uh, uh, kick off uh, just one pillar of the board or two, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Um with that being said, I think we've we've covered the rules. Let's let's go into this new card we got here. So, um, okay. Carito, why don't you take a peek at that and let us know your first <laughs> thoughts? Because he refused to look at the one in our in our group chat because he wanted a genuine reaction from the card. So, I'm I'm curious to see how you feel about it. So, right, this I'm... card is called Purge and Purify. It's an action card and it costs two mana with a zero boost and it has an AOE effect. So, um, why don't you give it a read and let us know what you think? So the AOE is the is a four hex AOE like the little like diamond shaped thing, um, and it says uh, place the AOE on target hex. Each hero hit loses all conditions and loses two HP per condition they had removed this way. Well, I don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> I love it. As a live <laughs> player, I am offended by this. <laughs> That's what I, just I heard. love this. My, I, I like it when my heroes have conditions. I try to always have my blue hero shape shifted, and now you're just gonna gonna get rid of it and punish me for it. Yes. Well, <laughs> it's like I mean the the art it's, is basically a picture of of Brilvar being wrecked by it. That's literally what it is because he's the one you know that's gonna be having that condition and trying to get his taunt ability going. So that's really cool. Can you imagine if this was a reaction card? Like it would be oh, dumb. Like oh, frenzy! That would, See that ya. would be a little bit absurd. <laughs> that would that would be disgusting. That's probably why it's an action. 
Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So, so the thing that I thought about that was actually interesting about it is that it says each hero, which means mm-hmm. that if Carito decides to run, let's say, a Shalavi in on your face, um, and let's say that he decides to through the eyes my person for whatever reason, uh, if my uh, my tank, for example, I can use Purge and Purify clear off the condition, and then the two HP won't actually damage the person if I didn't cast it through a mage. Meanwhile, Shalavi loses her shapeshift and takes the damage. Um, except that you're wrong, because it says loses two HP, not damage for two, so they lose the HP similar to yes. how sacrifice Ah, you're right, you're right. Ah, that's a good point. Yes. Good point. Now, because all the, the effects happen all at once, does the HP loss happen while the condition is still technically there? Would that trigger revenge? Uh, I'm going to guess no. Just because uh, it looks because it says loses all conditions and loses 2 HP per the condition they had removed, which means your HP disappears as you're losing the condition. So there will yeah. be no revenge for you. That's so annoying. And I'm going to need to roll. <laughs> I'm definitely going to want to verify that too. But I, I you know think what? you're probably I actually think that we're we're seeing uh, this balancing because Lyothin has been yes. really having an upsurge, and now it's it's time to try and bring the other factions up. And yes. honestly, it's it's a good thing for the game, and obviously, it sucks for the diehard Lyothin fans out there, such as Carito. But <laughs> it's something that has to happen in a game like this. When you see one thing yes. going too much, it it has to happen, and it's the natural evolution of a game. Granted, someone has to play Nupton in order to use this, but yeah. <laughs> well, to be yeah. fair, we do now have five or four red-yellow heroes. So, mm-hmm. four <laughs> with Kamaya on the field, you you could just slot this into a mono red deck and uh, run away with it. I think you. I, mean, I guess there's there's four <laughs> heroes that are red that use yellow, and four heroes that are yellow and use red. Correct, yes, because both Shadris yeah. and Kumaya are going to be red-yellow. Mm-hmm. Okay, very yeah. cool. Those are the synergies in the upcoming expansion, right? So yellow yes. and red are teaming up, and uh, blue and green are teaming up as well. Now, yeah, should be cool. so one, one thing about this, so first of all, blue heroes like to stay near each other a lot, so the fact that it's an AoE and can remove conditions from multiple heroes is also very strong, specifically against blue. I think one mm-hmm. of the big downsides for the car is the card is a lot of these yellow and red decks love high modifiers and this is a plus zero so it it does Mm. if you are running this card in one of those decks you are sacrificing something yes which is interesting i mean it so i think we can all agree that that this card is very well thought out in terms of the balance on it Mm -hmm. it's it's not it, it the mana cost is correct the modifier is correct the aoe is perfect so it's like two hexes within because if it was three that i think would make things a little bit iffy the fact that it's an action and not a reaction i think this mm-hmm. is actually a very well thought out card yeah i, I agree like great design great job ricardo and giacomo and then of course lastly we forgot the the very coveted flavor text which says get these <laughs> blasphemous savages out of my sight and <laughs> Sethiru is of course delivering this he seems to be making a lot of the statements on the new card. He was on the Soul Transfer card that I unveiled about a, uh, three weeks ago or so. He was he made a comment there as well on that one. King Sotheru doing his thing. All right. So <laughs> does anyone have anything else you'd like to share before we uh, wrap this up? I think uh, Zaragul had a, uh, a single he wanted to share. 
Ah, fantastic. <laughs> you think it's fantastic? For me, it wasn't. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you something. The sinkhole is a lesson learned, and anytime you're learning something, it's fantastic. That's true. Yeah. Still, I'm not uh, really sure if I really learned something about this, but um, just to describe the situation, it was uh, on my last match, so the first October Clash match against uh, Ross Beef. So uh, say hello to Ross Beef. Um, thanks for the game, GG. And um, <laughs> yeah, he brought a, a yellow red. Constellation, very aggressive, and we had uh, Onslaught on the table and the Tamer. So he tried to kill my heroes, I tried to kill his heroes, and uh, I was able to take out uh, his Seteru, and then his Kichi had to spawn near his Nexus. And uh, in the same activation, I was able to get closer uh, with Akla to him and deal some severe damage, but... Uh, well, severe damage on a sitting duck, let's say, because he was exhausted and I was in the thinking that he couldn't do anything. But in the next activation with uh, with Miyuki, he played Mindfulness and so mm -hmm. Kichi could be activated and, uh, yeah. Oh, <clears throat> oh, wow. Revenge. That's really cool. Bit. Yeah, that was a really nice play. So uh, the only thing I was able to counter was um, preventing Kichi from really using his mana because I had a Doom, which mm -hmm. I could play against him, and so exhaust his mana. And mm -hmm. so he wasn't able to play. He wanted to play um, Lifesteal, but he had some other options in deck which helped him out and in the end won the game for him. So what did you learn from this? So, especially in Ashen Pass, or Ashun Pass, as the Italian community <laughs> should say, <laughs> um, I think uh, the hero placement is very important, the positioning. Um, so, for example, I placed my Akla before I did the attack, I placed my Akla inside a bush so he couldn't counter anything, redirect anything or whatever. So... Um, that is very important. His Miyuki was also in a bush and I didn't have line of sight, so there was no possibility for me to do anything. So and you just move one hex and you're inside a dome or you're on the lane and you you um do have the value you really count for the dome or for one of the domes or for one for the lane. So it's very important to keep an eye on, uh, on your positioning. Yeah. That was important for me. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's a good one for sure. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode where we just let you get used to hearing some new voices and um, say goodbye to some more familiar ones. And I hope everyone enjoys this new Outsiders Only. I honestly think it's for the best and the community as a whole is going to really benefit from having these three fine gents taking over. Uh, next week, Rem, I think, will be coming on for sure to just say uh, goodbye so you can hear his his sweet tones and his terrible jokes all at the same time. And, There's going to uh, be a third one? <laughs> <laughs> it's only for one week. RG, it's only for one week. Keep your sanity. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean fourth. You forgot about yourself. <laughs> Sorry, what? I, thought, I think you mean fourth person, which I would joke. You forgot about yourself, Commander. 
Oh no, he's he he keeps it real. He's he he doesn't he doesn't do bad jokes. Come on, he just he just has he's just the canoey basher for life. That's right. That's My jokes are all top tier quality. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks Take everyone care. for listening this week, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Have a good one. Take care. Bye bye. See ya. Outsiders only. This is Sky Terror.